Hey, this is Christine, and you've just tuned in to Christine Talks. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Christine Talks. I am Christine of the Rose and Ring, author duo Lynn and Christine. I'm here to walk you down the path to recovery after discovering your spouse's affair. Even hold your hand if needed. If you want to follow along, please feel free to get copies of The Rose Garden and the Ring and Faith in the Mid Study Guide on our website, www.therosegardenandthering.com or on Amazon or any online bookstore. Please also remember to like, follow, subscribe, and share so that I know that these podcasts are helping. After all, that is the goal. Now enough of all that business stuff, let's get busy with our lesson today. Welcome to episode 10, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Ha-ha. See what I did there? Well, I make light in the title, but I understand this is a critical decision and not one to be taken lightly. We're going to dive right into the Word of God today, but let me tell you a couple things first. Right now, we are dealing with the pandemic and children are home all day, every day, and I don't know when you're listening to this, but that's what's going on as I'm recording. So all day... I have been waiting for the people mowing the lawn next door to stop mowing the lawn. And then for the various cars going by being loud at lunch break. And and then the children coming outside to play. So you know what? If you hear kids screaming in the background and having fun, that's the joy of the Lord. And we're just going to go ahead and ignore it because I cannot seem to find time today to record. Isn't that funny? Anyway, all right. So back to the Word of God. Consider this little snippet of a decision made in the book of Genesis. So Abram and Lot, this is Abram and not Abraham yet, uh, lived in wealth and prosperity until the land could no longer support their households and they decided to go ahead and part ways. So Lot peered ahead and saw a great green pasture and fertile land. But unfortunately, it was by a a wicked city. But Lot you know, he just decided he wanted it anyway. So Abram chose the less fertile ground away from the city, and he remained faithful to God, acknowledging God's glory, and God rewarded him for his loyalty. Well, that's a really simplified telling of that story, but now examine with me Ecclesiastes seven thirteen through 14. Consider what God has done. Who can straighten what he has made crooked? When times are good, be happy, but when times are bad, consider this. God has made one as well as the other. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. So according to this verse here, what can we know about our future? Nothing. So today I'm going to give you three main points to consider when considering whether you should stay or whether you should go when facing adultery. Talking about the grass is not always greener on the other side. There's either divorce or to stay married. These are two extremely crucial decisions that we have to make as the faithful partner. That's point number one for today. We can't know anything about the future. So just take a moment, let that go. Shake your arms out and say, let it go. I cannot know. So don't try. I think so many of us try to plot out the future and see what it'll look like either way, but the word says otherwise. So now what? What are you going to do now? Sorry, didn't mean to leave you hopeless there, but read with me Psalms 101, verse 6. 
My eyes will be on the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. The one whose walk is blameless will minister to me. Okay, so my second point is going to be stated right here. The scripture said, my eyes will be on the faithful. So if we can't know our future, that was point one, number one, we can know that God's eye is on us and he is watching over us. Listen, that's a blessing right there to know. Sometimes, I, I, I know, I get it. Sometimes you feel like, Lord, where are you? Do you see what I'm going through? But you know what? I think that when you're on the floor bawling your eyes out, he is right there with you trying to just rub your head and comfort you through that. I think that when you are strong and you're getting things done and you are doing what God wants you to do, he is cheering for you. He's always right there beside us. But this, this scripture says it right there. His eyes are on the faithful. So then point number three is also in that same verse. That verse said, the one whose walk is blameless dot 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 okay so we're to walk as blamelessly as we can now please notice I said as you can I know you're gonna mess up sometimes I sure did I jumped through a car window at the other woman to choke her out seriously I did that you would never think that meeting me but I did it was not a proud moment but it's a teaching tool nonetheless so as I dusted myself off I asked the, Lord, asked the Lord to forgive me, and I got back on course to try to remain blameless. And that's all we can do. If we mess up, we ask for forgiveness, and we keep moving on. We let the Lord know you desire to walk blameless. You desire for his eye to be on you, and you desire to be with him. Now, Lynn encountered many situations I know I would not have reacted well to. Sometimes... In her defense, I actually start thinking about what I could do in her shoes or what I would do, but it's never what she does. I have got to give her my co-author and my best friend credit here. She made it a point to embrace that very scripture and has done a pretty darn good job of it. Now, she would tell you that she had moments she was not proud of. The struggle is all within and no one can tell you what you can or cannot do or how you can and cannot react. Trying to remain blameless in such a hurtful circumstance is our focus here. So just trying to remain blameless and doing everything you can to do the right things. So let's review, shall we? Our points are, number one, we can't know the future. Number two, God has his eyes focused on us. And three, we are trying to walk blameless. Okay, with all those three points, knowing all that, now we can dive into the grass on the other side. One time, Lynn's spouse said to her, well, hey, I know the grass on the other side was greener because of all the extra manure. Okay. So he said that after he broke up with one of his affairs. It's pretty accurate. But he did decide to jump back in with another woman, so I guess he didn't write, learn, learn his lesson very well. So there came a point when Lynn really had no choice. Her spouse, her spouse was not going to be honest or faithful and was not the man she married. He had defiled the marital bed and was not apologetic. Her decision was almost made for her in a way. So letting go is where her decision came in. She had to decide to let go 
as well as to grasp the thought of divorce and all that divorce ushers into your life and all the ways it changes your life. That was where she had her decision to make because there was really no um, choice in the matter for her. But my situation was a little different. My spouse was very apologetic and wanted to fix our marriage. So now the ball was in my court, which is fortunate and unfortunate. It's a difficult place to be. And I needed to make my own choice, a choice for me, for my children, and for myself, you know, really for myself, though. So I took a weekend away to myself to decide where my head was. I sat on the beach and in my hotel room and prayed. And long story short, I decided by the end of the weekend, I was not going to decide. <laughs> that was um, accomplished a lot, didn't it? So what I did, I chose to test him, allow him to stay in the house, but in a separate room and to just take it one day at a time. So at that time, that's what I had decided to do. Now, each marriage, each broken marriage is different as each person is. No one can tell you what to do. And I want you to get that through your head right now. I want you to understand that no one as knowledgeable as they think they are and no one as well-meaning and well-intended as they think they are can tell you what to do. This is an utterly personal and individual decision. One way is as fraught with danger as the other way. One way or the other, there are two options. And here's how I saw it in, in my personal situation. Option number one was to go ahead and let him stay. I couldn't trust him anymore and his mind was on another woman. But he seemed to have the want to fix our family. But on my, in my case, the, the work to restore that marriage with those odds seemed insurmountable. So if I were going to agree to give us a try, it would mean long hours of counseling, fighting, crying, questioning, pain, searching, you know, the whole, the whole gamut. However, it would, with God's help, yield in a restored, restored marriage, dot, 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 maybe. So that was one choice for me. Option number two was... If I were to walk away, I would have the relief from the tension in the home. I could concentrate on myself and the kids. I could start over and find someone who wanted to be with me and with my family and maybe even find love one day. My husband would move on and probably get remarried. All right, that's fine for him, but I couldn't bear the thought of the man I loved all of those years being with another and someone else being a stepmother to my children. The, the discomfort in that option was just way too much for me personally. And the pain from option one was temporary as I saw it at the moment and w could possibly end up in happiness while the pain from option two was just way too permanent for me to make a decision on right at that time since I didn't have to. So this was just my situation. The grass is no greener one way or the other. It's up to you to decide what you can and cannot handle. Now, remember the three points I made earlier? Let's go back over those real quick. We can't know the future. Number one, God has his eyes focused on us. Number two, and number three, we are to try to walk blameless. And I believe if we follow those three points and just continue praying, seeking the Lord and doing our best, that correct answer for us, for our individual situation will come. Whether you have a choice in the outcome or you don't have an, a choice in the outcome, you have a choice on how to live your future life. 
And as always, I want you to remember that you are important. You are important to me. You are important to God. You're important if you have children, to your family, your coworkers. You're an important part of how this world is spinning today. So just remember that and make your decision for you. All right. Bye for now. But tune in next week when we discuss our sweet children. It's a hard one for sure. Thank you for listening today. I am truly blessed with the opportunity to speak to you. Again, if you think this video has been helpful or you want to know more, please like, subscribe, and share. Also, you can find helpful daily devos on all of our social media outlets as listed in the comments of this podcast. Our books are available on the website and on all online bookstores. So go to www.therosegardenandtheRing and grab two, one for you and one to give away to someone in need. And remember, you are not alone. In Jesus' name, bye for now.